the common theme that I, when I ask what it needs improved, it almost always, the first words out of the school district's mouth is communication. We got to communicate better. We got to inform people. We've got to be on the same page. So welcome to beyond clean with Jim, a podcast that brings to you on your schedule and your environment current and relative conversations on subjects that impact you, the individuals in the cleaning industry who save lives every day. Beyond Clean with Jim is streaming to you through Podbean from their studios inside Jim Supply in Central Florida. From their six locations, Jim Supply has been improving lives with clean supplies since 1930. Check out our options today for education, product, and equipment at jimsupply.net. Check out the seven pillars of the Jim Difference. At Jim, we are not just another vendor, we are your partner. Now let's join your host, Dave Thompson, as he talks with yet another influencer in the cleaning industry here on Beyond Clean with Jim. Hello, everyone. This is Dave Thompson. I am your host of this podcast this morning. I am also the director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, and we welcome you to another episode. Um. You know, with the last episode that we taped for you, um, that we did here, well, I should say, you know, you're probably listening to a tape version, but we do have a live person on the air with us listening this morning. Good morning. Thank you very much for being with us here on Podbean Live. Um, you know, I talk about a number of different things on all of the different podcasts that I do. And, well, today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking with a person that's been in the cleaning part of school districts, you know, maintaining the cleanliness of schools. But the main focus of our podcast this morning is facility maintenance. And facility maintenance takes on a whole lot of different things. You might have heard on our last podcast that Kenny talked a lot about communication. Mike Ward is with a school district up in, uh, well, central, northern, somewhere up in Ohio. Let's just say it's colder there than it is where I'm at today. Mike Ward, are you there with us? Yes, sir. Thank you, everyone. And I'm sure that it's not uh, 60 degrees where you're at today? No, but they're saying it's going to get close by the end of the week, so I'm really happy about that. So, um, where in Ohio, if you, if, are, are you in the Northern, I know that you've moved around uh, here quite a bit, keeping up with where you're at, Mike. Yeah. So it's a suburb of Columbus, Ohio. So right in the center of the state is the easiest way to describe it. So, yeah. And you, uh, let, let's give the listeners before we go too far, kind of a, a little bit of a history and a background of Mike Ward and, uh, um, your, your dealings with schools and facility maintenance. So I worked in a school district for 21 years here in Ohio. Then I spent the last 10 years in a few different districts in Colorado the last 10 years. And now I'm back in Ohio. So this is year 31 for me. Year 31. So has that always been in the custodial or the, uh, let's talk about facility maintenance. I mean, I know that, you know, mainly what we talk about is custodial, but facility maintenance takes up more than that sure so this new role i'm in i've just been in it for about four months now um it is where i am over custodial maintenance and our field techs grounds department so those two pieces maintenance and grounds is a little new for me however i've been around it for you know 31 years even though i didn't work in those specific departments i've been around it and collaborated with those folks for many years so 
Um, I wouldn't consider myself an expert, but um, I know how to get things done. So, And I think that's interesting. And the reason that I, I am enjoying talking with Mike Ward today, folks, is that, um, you know, Kenny, that was on our last podcast, you know, he was talking about all of the different um, positions that he'd held in a school district over 37 years or something like that, Mike. Wow. And, you know, he, he said he's now in custodial, but he had been a superintendent um, of a small school district. He'd been a teacher. Uh, he'd been a principal. And he, he said now he's in the you know custodial department. He says, you know, I've, I've looked at all different avenues, and there's one major thing that he found, whether you're a new person like yourself in, in this new role, or if you've been doing it for a long time, I want to see if you confer with him. What's the yep. main, what, what's that main thing that's key to all of these? So it's people. It's that simple. I mean, I always tell people, I don't care if a person's two foot tall to seven foot tall, if you can't deal with people, you're in the wrong business. So it's about people collaborating working together, knowing how to communicate. And, you know, it's funny, I've been to different school districts and the common theme that I, when I ask what it needs improved, it almost always, the first words out of the school district's mouth is communication. We got to communicate better. We got to inform people. We've got to be on the same page. So that to me is the core. It's about people and communicating. So, Mike, if communication is the biggest issue, what how, what are we continuing to do wrong or not doing right? Or, I mean, you know, I get, I hear this every time, but if everybody knows that, then why are we continuing to have the problem? Well, what I've seen, so I've worked for school districts with 11 schools all the way up to 175 schools. And you would think that those school districts that are larger have a harder time, but really they don't. I mean, it's just all about taking the time to really get on the same page. And I think we've got too comfortable with Zoom and FaceTime and, you know, emails and those kind of things. And I think the lost art is just, even if it's just once a year, just take time to spend with your principals and school districts, that is. And, you know, spend an hour with them and, and ask them how we're doing and maybe walk the grounds, have them show us things on the grounds and in the building that, you know, they're concerned about that we don't even know they're upset about or concerned about. So you can't do that very well on a zoom or FaceTime call or email. And, it, and when you can put a name with a face you start building relationships. And to me, that's what public school districts all about is relationships and people. And, and you know, of course the obvious making sure kids are learning. Well, yeah, it was interesting you said that because that's what everybody says. And at the end of the day, by the way, we're here to, you know, provide a safe environment for the students to learn. Right. Right. So so, so you're talking about the, the fact that we need to communicate better, but you mentioned several different forms of communication. You know, we have five different generations working in our facilities management these days. Don't we need to use all of them? Yeah, I do. I think it's a combination of all. But I think that what's happened is we've just got too comfortable with the, in particular, emails. And then um, also, um, you know, like I said, with the COVID situation, we've gotten really comfortable with the Zoom meetings and the FaceTime meetings and those types of things. And that just in-person stuff is just missing, I think. So what's wrong with emails? 
nothing, but I just don't think they're personal enough. So for me, I like to have a name with a face. I got to know somebody. When you sit down with somebody, you know, like typically, you know, like you and I talked before we got on there, you were, I said, I can hear you sipping your coffee and you said, no, it's tea. So now I know that Dave's a tea drinker, not a coffee drinker. Um, and you know, sometimes when I go to a building and I sit down with the person, they'll, they'll have, you know, pictures in their office and we'll have something in common. And, you know, you start building that relationship and they don't just see you as maybe that necessary evil, you know, and see you as part of the team that helps kids learn. You know, if, if these guys aren't making sure the heating and cooling is correct, then my kids are going to suffer because they're going to be worried, more worried about keeping warm or, or, you know, cold or not be cold. Um, in order to, instead of learning. So it's important that they know when they pick up that phone or send that email, they, they picture Mike and they trust Mike and they know Mike. And I think it's hard to really build that trust unless you get to know somebody a little bit. So communication is it's, being comfortable with people? A part of it. I think so. Absolutely. I think it's a big part of it. I mean, you can communicate even if you're not comfortable with people, but don't you want to have good harmonious working relationships and you know again i it's funny you say that because somebody sent an email yesterday and it was all in caps and i'm sure the person just didn't realize they had their caps on and so a lot of people don't understand that a lot of times all caps well not a lot of times but it does mean that you're yelling so the person <laughs> on the chain of the email wrote back and said why are you yelling and it was just a it wasn't even a yelling type situation, but that person took it as yelling. And again, if you have a little bit of in-person and that person would know the person sending the email, maybe they'd say, oh, I know that this person wasn't yelling. They must have just had the cap locks on. But if you're constantly just communicating with technology, I, I don't know that you get that same feeling. But isn't that the same as whenever you're meeting with somebody and you, like you said, you're walking through the schools and you're looking at things. Isn't that the same thing as just perception? That's how somebody perceived that email. Yeah, it is. It is. But that's kind of a, that one in particular is kind of a universal known thing that all caps means yelling, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> now, now you and I would say that you agree with it. And several, <laughs> several of our listeners this morning would probably say the same thing, but yeah, there are people that don't realize this or didn't realize that's what they did. Like you said. So what about the other forms of communication that we use I mean, as uh, as a manager in F in facility maintenance, you have to be able to utilize all of them, don't you? Oh, absolutely. So one of the things I like to do, Dave, is I like to um, send out a survey, quick survey. I I want to stress the word quick, a quick survey, because <laughs> because people don't have time to fill out, you know, half hour three, service. Three questions or less, Mike. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just quick surveys. Um, and, you know, I, I thought I'd share a couple of the things that I asked the, the principals. Um, so when you do a survey prior to meeting your principal, one of the things you want to make sure is you can, that it's centered around identifying improvements, not bashing employees. So you don't want to ask questions like, how does uh, your head custodian do? Um, does he, you know, that kind of thing or your maintenance guy. I mean, you do, but you don't want to, you don't want them using names. So, um, 
couple examples. So you're, so you're actually recognizing people for what they're doing right, more of a positive reinforcement. So your meeting with the principal doesn't start out with a negative, right? Right. I mean, that's the goal. So, you know, one of the things I say, how would you rate your experience with the district's work order system? And, you know, there's work order systems like School Dude, FMX, Tri-Riga. There's a whole, you know, slew of different types of work order systems. And then, and then I say, rate this category as it pertains to your knowledge of placing, checking, and reading the status notes of the work order. So if a principal would check that as fair or needs improvement, then I know when I get my face-to-face -face meeting with them that I'm going to show them how the system works. And it's funny, I've, I've had principals uh, check that and then I've showed them how and they're like, oh, I didn't realize I could click on this and see what was going on. I didn't realize that they're, you know, the supply chain's the issue and that's why we haven't got that new lock on that door or whatever. Um, so, so, so am I to, so am I to make an assumption here because, Hey, I'm not a person that uses those programs. So, you know, from the outside looking in, does the principal always know how to use it correctly? Or are we talking about the worker not knowing? Or so, both? but well, typically in a building, you have a couple people that run your work order system and that is typically your head custodian or facility manager and then sometimes the office manager will also have access to that but we always want the principal to have access to at least be able to get on there and look at status of work orders so if your head custodian's on vacation and your office manager is not available or whatever that principal knows that they can uh, you know they got a principal calling complaining about a pothole uh, in the parking lot but nobody's around to ask what's going on with that situation and they can jump on there and see, you know, we're waiting for, you know, the supplies to, you know, fill or the company to come out or whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. So it just, and, you know, I had a principal just last week, I did this with him and he's like, uh, oh, you know, I really don't need to know how to do that. And then I said, well, let me just show you real quick. And it was just <laughs> two clicks, two clicks. I'm not kidding. He's like, Oh, wow. And I said, so see, you can see right down here at the bottom of this work order that we're waiting on parts for this particular item. And he goes, oh, man, that's awesome. And he worked in a big high school. You know, he's in a big high school. So that was really nice for him. So he doesn't have to, you know, run all over the building looking for somebody or, you know, call on the radio and that kind of thing. He can just. So this is another form of communication. Absolutely. You communicating to him. And then that way he saw the communication that the. Uh, the the facility management department had between it and that communicated a, a better thing for the whole school district uh, at large oh yeah yeah and not to mention that it you know keeps good notes and all those kind of things that you know when it was completed when it, you know sometimes there are things that are project works and we'll put notes in there expect this to be done over spring break or fall break or winter break or whatever so that's why those systems are so good um, okay, so you mentioned uh, three things. What was the other two? What's that? You, you mentioned three things when you do a survey. Oh, so th I, that's one example. Here's another one. Um, here's an area that I think that it's kind of struggles because they're outside, so they don't get in the building. So uh, one of my quest questions on the survey is, uh, our field service grounds team is responsible for mowing, landscaping, maintenance, fertilization, parking lot, snow removal, not in Florida, of course, and, <laughs> and, and certain levels of pest control. Um, based on your experience, how would you rate the field services level of service? 
Um, so, you know, a lot of times they have no idea what we do. A lot of people think, oh, they just go in and cut the grass and weed whack. They don't know that we're checking fences. We're checking bleachers. We're, you know, uh, checking the tracks, the sports fields, all that stuff. So when I get in there to have that face-to-face -face meeting, if they say needs improvement, sometimes when I explain to them all the things that we do, they're, they're like, oh, I didn't realize you did all that. And, yeah, and, you know, and pest control might be keeping the field mice out of the athletic building. Sure, sure. And, yeah, they just kind of they get a new perspective. And then, and then when I tell them that we're cleaning X amount is, or we're uh, not cleaning. See, there's my custodial mind. But, <laughs> but uh, we're taking care of, uh, you know, X amount of uh, acreage per uh, field tech. Uh, they, their eyes light up. They're like, I said, so this isn't what you think. You know, this is a little tougher than you think. And so a lot of times they'll get a new perspective. Um, and then at the end of the survey, I'll just go over one more at the end that I like to ask them because I, I do want them to compliment our people. And they do. Um, what are our what are we doing well as a department? Please include feedback for certain trades or specific employees. So we get a lot of that, you know, you know, Dave's an outstanding communicator. He does this or, you know, he takes care of us and those kind of things. But we don't we're not looking to just sugarcoat everything. We also ask prior to that question, what areas of improvement do you see for our department? Please include areas, ideas, excuse me, ideas and suggestions that you feel will help us better serve you and your site. So, um, again, you know, we, we, of course, we ask questions about each of the different trades, you know, how, how are we taking care of you um, and those types of things. But it's been a, it's been a great tool and uh, I'm very proud of it. Um, I've had principals say, wow, I've never had this happen. I've never seen, you know, a facilities director or, uh, you know, manager come in and spend time and actually care what my thoughts are on, you know, how you guys are taking care of us. So, um, and I'd say the biggest shock believe it or not, out of all of them, you always cringe on the one about HVAC because people are always calling, complaining that they're too hot or too cold. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I specifically made sure that I was very careful how I wrote, wrote this. Um, how would you rate the, your experience with the HVAC team? Note, this rating does not include the rating of the HVA systems, only the supports um, received. So, so again, see folks, see folks, it's all on how you communicate and communication is words. That's right. That's right. And, and I'll tell you, we have got good ratings on every single one of those so far. And that's been, that's been a shock to me because usually they, they misinterpret that question and they go straight to, well, we're always, Mrs. Jones is always too hot and this is too cold and da, 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 da. But, but they actually have been really good at taking time to look at, and they made comments, you know, while our systems are a struggle, the team does an excellent job coming out, trying to take care of the problem, communicating what the problem is and those types of things. So it's but been like really I good. I think this, goes, this gives kudos to you and your, and your team because you've taken the time to put the communication down and given it thought, um, you know, to put it out there so it's received in the right way. And, and as your example this morning was, the person that typed in all caps yes. didn't take most likely didn't take the time to check their email before they sent it. So therefore it may have not had the correct meaning. And what you're saying here now is 
because you took the time to structure the survey the correct way, you got the correct responses, which I'm sure then communicated the right thing back to your maintenance team. Right. Right. So folks, I, you know, I really appreciate your time uh, on this, Mike. Uh, communication, folks, you know, it doesn't matter what field you're in, apparently, as we talk with uh, individuals around the country, whether you're in custodial, like Mike and Kenny have been or are now, or if you're maintaining the field or the HVAC system, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's still, uh, you know, and, and, you know, whether you're working with the frontline worker, or you're working with the, the principal or the superintendent, it's still communication. Absolutely. Mike, um, I'm sure that's not your only point. I'd be glad to have you back on the show to talk more about uh, other attributes of a good uh, facilities maintenance team. Uh, any parting words before we uh, leave you this morning? No, I just, you know, again, um, you know, I think it's just you got to methodically think about putting yourself in the customer's shoes, no matter who that person is and how you're going to best serve them. And the best way to do that is find out what you got to improve on. And there's no better way to find out than ask. That's part of communication, folks. I want to tell you that I have two questions and Mike doesn't know these are coming. So uh, we'll we'll see how he answers. If you've listened to the (laughs) podcast before, you might know these questions here. Mike, where were you born? Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. See, he's he's back to his old homeland there again. (laughs) And what is on your personal bucket list for this year? Get back to Universal Studios. Get back to Universal Studios. I love that place. Get back to Florida. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You've had enough of that cold weather, huh? That's right. (laughs) Folks, there's a reason that I ask the two questions of each one of my guests when they first come on our podcast and the reason is, is because it doesn't matter where you actually were born, because we all have to have a start. Where you're going, what you're going to be doing this year, or where your end of life is, is yet to be decided. It's the journey in between that makes a difference. What we'd like for you to do is consider to make that journey healthy, positive, and proactive. Thanks for listening to our podcast this morning. You can check out all of our Uh, podcast notes where we're broadcasting from who sponsored us all of those good things please like and share that's how we on podcasting uh, get a following and we're glad that you followed us today thank you to the people that came on live today we appreciate that you listening in mike i'm sure we'll have you back on the show if you're willing you betcha thanks for your time this morning you're welcome